Hello and welcome to Camel Call Friday. I'm Chris Saymeyer, and it is my pleasure to welcome into the podcast our director of athletics, Hannah Baysmore. Give me some time to brag here. She is a two-time Campbell grad, and in 12 years of experience working with Campbell Athletics, she has engaged and managed virtually every administrative area, operations, budgeting, information technology, facilities, game operations, athletic equipment, operations, capital projects. She's been on the executive team. She's done a little bit of everything here, and now she's in the top spot. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris, for that, and and thanks for having me. What are your first memories of Campbell? So my parents um, both uh, attended and graduated from Campbell, and sometime after that, my dad became uh, a board member. And so some of my earliest memories were, were coming to campus when I was very young. And we would come when my dad had board of trustee members. And I remember going to volleyball games and basketball games in Carter Gym. Um, and my brother and I would always go to the bookstore that was in, um, in Britt Hall and, and always take home a new shirt whenever we would leave. And that was always a good, good experience, um, something to look forward to. But we essentially grew up with, with Campbell being such a big part of our lives and being on campus quite a bit. I remember when I was 14, I believe, or, or maybe 15, I went with my dad to watch our women's basketball team play Duke in the NCAA tournament. And Wanda even remembers um, us sitting right behind the bench, and, and that was pretty cool. Um, but I have some really fond memories um, of my childhood being on campus. So when I decided to attend college, Campbell was always number one, uh, number one choice for me. And my brother was already here um, as a freshman, and he and I are pretty close. So having an opportunity to join him at Campbell was was something to look forward to. Uh, as a student, you fell even deeper in love with this place. Um, why was this place so special? I had a really great experience um, as a student. And for me, that care um, that everyone had for students was really special. Um, I felt like I was more than just a number, more than just a student sitting in a, in a classroom, um, but I felt seen and included and, and a part of a place um, and a mission that for me still holds true today. And so this place, what it stands for, you know, that calling to be part of something bigger, um, you know, it, it's hard to describe like that intangible um, feeling, but it's so important and so uh, true about this place and, and the people here. Um, you know, there was a, a closeness and a oneness I felt as a student, um, and the campus experience was was great for me. I think I shorted you a little bit because I said you worked 12 years. That was post-grad, of course, <laughs> in the athletic department, but you first started working in the Campbell Athletic Department when you were a student mm -hmm. as a student worker, didn't you? I did. My first job um, in the athletic department at Campbell was actually being a manager for the women's basketball team. Wow. Um, and mm -hmm. Wanda Watkins. Yep. It was a great semester. I only did it one semester. I realized very quickly that coaching was not my future, <laughs> 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 but I wanted to be around a department. So, so I joined, um, the operations staff as a student worker, um, under Debbie Richardson and really started to kind of find my way uh, at first, I was I was mowing grass, um, so on a lawnmower. <laughs> sometimes I was I was painting soccer fields and running concession stands and some crowd control at games. Um, but I did at least once 
just about anything that you can think of with facilities and operations. Um, but, but Debbie really had high standards and, and ran a tight ship in every area of this department. So working under her leadership and having her as a mentor all of those years, um, it really prepared me for this role more than I probably ever gave her credit for back in the day. But, but the culture she created and, and that accountability and discipline, those non-negotiables have, have stuck with me and really played a part in, in the development for me personally all those, you know, for 10 or 12 years. So it seems like it was a pretty, I would say, easy decision and something that you really wanted to when after you graduated you worked in the athletic department full time. Yep, I did. I graduated uh, in 2007 with an undergrad, and, and I knew I wanted to continue on and, and get my MBA at Campbell. Um, and at that time, I was still working in the department um, as an intern and, and really narrowing down what I wanted to do career-wise and, and how I saw myself fitting in the department. So when I graduated in 2009 with my MBA, the gentleman that was in the business role took another job, and Campbell took a chance on me. Um, and so right out of school, which is, it's kind of unheard of, um, but I was so thankful I was afforded that opportunity. Um, and the department was really small in number um, at that time, and I held a role where I was the business manager, the ticket manager, and the equipment manager. <laughs> and so oh it was a heavy workload, um, but, but I learned so much about myself and, and what all I could handle and, and how to really sharpen um, some skills to, to make it work. So you know, I settled in and, and we figured it out. And, and I'd say we started to really at that time make some headway with elevating this department. And elevate you did um, through these over a decade of, of you being a full time. We've laid out and you've laid out all of the different things you've touched, literally every single part of this department. But you said yes to the big job. Why did you say yes to become our director of athletics? For me, it really was a, a no-brainer. Um, I have felt called to stay at Campbell all of these years, um, as many doors have have kind of closed outside of Campbell. Um, this one stayed open. So to be able to continue serving this university and our student-athletes and, and having the opportunity to impact and transform the lives of student-athletes through sports is a dream. Um, and to be able to do that here, wow. You know, it's, it's special. You have such a connection to this place. I wonder now, you told us why you fell in love with this place as a student and right after when you began working in the athletic department. Why do you love this place now? I believe in what it, in what it stands for. Um, its mission of, of purposeful living is, is so important. Um, and it aligns with, with who I am as, as a person and a leader. And at Campbell, having the ability to dream big and to have big vision and know that that can be achieved here through hard work um, and having a plan and, and having the right people, a part of the team all laying you know, brick after brick to accomplish some, some pretty incredible things here, to know that that can happen here. That's what makes Campbell really special for me. I mean, the sky's the limit. And I'll tell you, Chris, we, we haven't even reached our potential and that's worth investing in, to be a part of something great with a, a team around you that's all in, an administration and, and student body and campus community, and really the surrounding community, it's so supportive and so engaged. I mean, it's pretty great, and I'm just thankful and, and honored to be here. 
Well, we are thankful that you said yes to the job. Um, this is fun. We have a lot more to explore. Uh, will you come back sometime? Anytime. All right. She is our director of athletics, Hannah Baysmore. Evan and I will be back to talk some sports after this. You're listening to Camel Call Friday. Thanks to donors like you, the Fighting Camel Club provides championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. Over the last three years, donations to the FCC have helped fund facility enhancements and coach-driven projects that have pushed the Fighting Camels to win 27 conference championships. For more information on how you can donate to the Fighting Camel Club, visit GoCamels.com and click on the Give icon. The Fighting Camel Club, providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. Hey, welcome back to Camel Call Friday. Final segment here with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer, and we'll, we'll come off the backs of uh, the great interview with our new athletic director, Hannah Baysmore. And just, we talked about it a little bit in the interview, but what has been so great about having her, and again, I could, I could, I could give you a whole list, and, and, and hopefully... Uh, you heard us go over some of those things. But the fact that she has been here first as a student and then working in operations and then working on the business side and being in upper administration, she has hit the ground running, knowing some quick, easy, some quick, not-so-easy things to do that have already changed some things that uh, those listening to us and, and fans might not notice yet, but a lot of things going in the right direction because she knows exactly what to do and how to do them. Number one, morale has boosted support staff, coaching staff, investment in what the direction of the, of the program is. And that's so important, especially post-COVID when you're searching for vision and, and guidance and someone who has literally been here from yeah. the, the ground floor with her father, Dennis Baysmore, is the old dean of student life. So she, she knows what to fix. And she has relationships with all these coaches, some as their direct contacts and some just being around them for 10 years. So that's going to be great. And then, too, this is her old office where we filmed this podcast, the warehouse. Yeah, that's right. Here in, we are. In right field of baseball. Yep. So she used to have a, all the check requisitions would go in, and you print them out, and you fill out your credit card, and you slide them in. So, no, it's been great. And even from a university side with us dealing with Campbell Athletics and the Campbell University, there's been just a better working relationship. So she understands that dynamic, too, and how to get everyone on the same page. Yeah, and and that's one of the great things. It it wasn't like, hey, we have to get to know this new AD. It's like, oh, we've known her and and how well she works. And, again, the the cooperation um, is important, and it was was seamless. So – the best is yet to come, as, uh, as Wow, you're on the Justin yep, Harrisms. Yep, 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 as, so a, as they will say. His staff has coined roll humps, yep. or I guess his fans right. have coined roll humps, and the best is yet to come. Yeah, that's right. He's a, he's a trendsetter, our own uh, We need some buzzword conferences Hare. with Justin. Yeah, there's no Because doubt. he knows the buzzwords. He does, he does, he does. Study hard, Camels, because it is finals week, and so the, the rare time, really, any time in the calendar – we start things with soccer. It seems like in early August now, and then uh, and then keep rolling all the way through May. But there is a week of no competition as everybody takes their finals and everything like that. But some fun stuff coming up as uh, the the men's basketball team um, will be home. There's that doubleheader with Education Day, uh, 11:30 a.m. for the women. The men will play at a special six o'clock time. 
against William Peace, and then um, the ladies will head to Las Vegas to uh, Viva to do their Las Vegas. Your uh, your your second home there. Um, the men will go to Georgia Southern, and then. The big Christmas game, uh, Campbell, at 2 o'clock on December 21st. Christmas week will take on their rivals, UNC Wilmington, who will be a conference foe once again coming up next year. You buried the lead, though. UNCW is a rivalry game, but it's also a Camel Claws game. That's true. So Gaylord and Gladys will be dressed up in their Christmas gear. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Speaking of Christmas gear, either Gaylord or I think it's going to be Gladys. We're having a special Christmas episode of the Camel Call Live podcast. Folks, let me tell you, if you like Camel Call Friday, you're going to love Camel Call Live. If you're listening to this, you know the podcast drops on on Tuesday. But we do a live show, 6.30 to 7.30, every Monday night at the county seat. We've transitioned from our fall sports into our winter sports. So we're going to have both head women's coach Ronnie Fisher, head men's coach Kevin McGeehan, we're going to have Gladys there, pictures, giveaways. I thought you were going to interview Gladys No, and really go next level. She doesn't talk. (laughs) She really doesn't talk. She doesn't talk. Our uh, wrestling team, uh, fresh off uh, their exciting home match against Virginia, they'll go to the Purdue Duels um, coming up uh, on the weekend of December 20th, and then they'll take a very short Christmas break, and we've got a great home match with them coming up January 7th. They'll take on Gardner-Webb, and then Nebraska comes to Bowie's Creek, so that shows you their high profile. Oh, by the way, thrown into all of that, we've got football signing day, and it looks like it's going to be another good one for Mike Menner and his crew. Number one FCS recruiting class last December, and then you finish it off in February with your transfers and your extra signees. So right now, as we speak this week, a top 70 FBS, FCS, the whole umbrella signing class, 18 Hard commits so far, which doesn't mean you've signed anything official, but come signing day, you fill out the paperwork. I bet compliance sits by an old fax machine and waits for the paper. I know they do it online now, but I, I think of the videos of like the fax yeah. machine rolling in the paper that, that says was the big. kid signed. And, but that morning, it, it's sort of like Christmas in the football office. Yeah. There, there's donuts, there's food, music's playing, all these kids sign. You get a three-day window to sign in the fall. A lot of them will do it that first day at their yeah. high school, you know, sitting at a table doing the whole thing. But over that three-day process, at least 18 to 20 kids will sign, maybe more. Campbell has a lot more scholarships than they did in the past because here we are, year six now, scholarship football. Some of those first scholarship Finally up kids to the are, full amount. Yeah. You get to your full 65, and you can then build from there with your partials. And so it's a really big day. And then when you're top 70 in the country – that's incredible. And just to let you know, it wasn't just the number you're throwing out. T- top 70 seems, oh, that's okay. That's not top 70 in FCS. That's top 70 in all of Division One football. So you're in with FBS. And you said teams like East Carolina, Campbell has a better freshman recruiting class than uh, according to, to, to the stars. Yeah, let's build the context here. So 24-7 sports. They're right. the gurus of, of star ratings. I'm a man, Mike Gundy, 66. The Chippewas, yeah, the Central Michigan, State. 67. The Campbell Camels, 68. Yeah. And then Washington State, who won seven or eight games at the FBS level, is just behind Campbell. Now yeah. it's a conglomerate. You take the average rating and the number of prospects. So it doesn't necessarily mean these are the best teams in the country, but it's a lot of talent. Yeah. And FCS programs, there's no one at that level. And, and let's be frank, Jackson State's recruiting is going to take a slight dip. I am very happy for Deion Sanders and the light he shined on that program, but the slate has been cleaned in terms yep. of 
FCS elite recruiting. Now, what does that mean moving forward? You got to build and develop them and, and make them better. But we saw Miles Rouser and Paul Hudson and a bunch of Cheney, the receiver, Fitzgerald. So you get a couple of those guys every year, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah. wow, our whole offense and whole defense is elite players. And look, since East Carolina fans listen to everything and they know when anything is said against them that puts them in a bad light, there's one looking out there right now that's about to tweet away and say, oh, no, that's just out of high school when you throw in the transfers we have coming. ECU's uh, overall recruiting class this year will be better than Campbell's. Okay, and, 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 that's, and, and that's a strategy that um, Campbell has utilized. How did they get a number one recruiting class? They go, over guy, they go for guys that have two, three, and four stars who a year ago had a bunch of FBS schools against, uh, against them. And what happens is the FBS guys and the coach that are on the hot seat, they're going to take these power five all-conference guys instead of taking – a quote-unquote risk on a high school guy that the stars always don't pan out. And no matter how good you are, it usually takes you a while to adjust and to make an impact right away as a freshman, as a true freshman in FBS football. So Campbell is scooping up these three and four stars that suddenly no longer have a place. And it's a different generation, Evan. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's a generation that, that looks more to, you know, the Can I play the right away? Right. Is this a is this a fit for me? Have you guys been paying me a lot of attention? I mean, it's it's kids that have grown up with, with, with social media and getting the instant feedback, and Campbell is doing that, and Campbell is legitimately get, getting these three and four star guys. These aren't guys that have blown out their knee. These aren't guys that got into trouble at high school. These are three or four stars that five years ago would have gone to an ECU or a UNC or an NC State. That doesn't matter as much of them. They want to go somewhere. They want to make a, make an impact, and, and they think they can do that at Campbell. I think the Chad Masco story tells this perfectly. Yeah. So he played at IMG Academy. It's an elite prep school that's One focuses of the best. on sports development. Yep. He did not start for two of his years there, then transferred out. So he didn't have all the big offers and the recruits. And, yes, he had some names, but the coaches never saw him play. You know, it was kind of hit or miss. And, and then he goes to his high school the final year, and our staff found him and was on him early and was talking to him every week. And you know how they are. You call him and text him and DM him and you yep. visit him in person multiple times. And that relationship is what allowed a, a very good football player, we saw him at the end of this year play, commit to Campbell, which was a surprise to many. Yep. And yet now he's a three- or four-star quarterback that set the tone for a lot of other players. And those, and those true freshmen that don't make an impact at FBS – they make an impact at FCS. As you said, we, we pretty much had a true freshman at every level on both the defense and the offense that made an impact that played right away. You get another class of that, and, you, and you're starting to put together a, a very good team, which you need because, again, the, the CAA. CAA, as Coach Minner said, and I chuckled at first, but then you really start thinking about it, and you're like, okay, he called it the SEC of FCS football, meaning it's a, it's a great league at the top, pretty darn good from top to bottom and and they proved it by not only putting five teams in the fcs playoffs they only get one automatic bid four others got in and and a lot of them have been winning if you look at right now this weekend william and mary is still playing new hampshire richmond elon and delaware all played in the postseason yeah now i get it the summit league with north dakota state and the missouri valley in football yeah. technically but that league is is right up there with them. But those two conferences are 1A and 1B as the best in FCS football. 
So now Campbell has to win, right? Like, yep. it's one thing to play in the Big South where it's Monmouth and Kennesaw and you're, chuck, you're jostling for third place. Like, this league, you could finish fifth and be really good. Yeah. It's not, oh, man, Campbell finished fifth or sixth in the CA. What are they doing? It's, well, have you looked at the teams? Like, even the middle tier, Villanova, Monmouth. Monmouth's F- now a middle tier. Former national champion, Villanova, and, yeah. and back-to-back Big South champions, Monmouth, before they left. In the middle of the pack. Right you have now. Albany and Maine that were playoff teams a year ago. They're in the bottom yeah. third. So, like, the, the topsy-turvy nature, William and Mary was yeah. not very good last year. And, and now they're 11-1. and one. So And that's what he meant, too. Much like the SEC, as you know, every single week, you're going to be playing a pretty good team or at least a team that can get you what you see. So the FCS of the SEC uh, coming soon here. All right, it's it's finals week, so so we're out of information right now. What do you want for Christmas? I need to pass my final first. I'm in a financial <laughs> accounting class. The final, it's online asynchronous. It's due Saturday night at like 11.59 p.m. Right. So my goal is to finish the exam Saturday morning. Okay. Just so I have time. My Croatian sure. national team, they're playing Friday in the World Ooh, Cup. Oh, that's right. So I may be double screening action yep. in the office. Don't tell yep. my boss, but one screen on the soccer match. Remember, so our tradition with you and me and the right. crew was to go to March Madness at County C. That's right. And watch the noon games, kind of that noon to two window mm-hmm. in the office and have lunch. So I do miss those days. Yeah. Yep. Yep, they are. All right. When so, your boss, Jared Freeze, ordered a big 70-inch TV to watch HGTV. Right. Now he's at William & Mary, fittingly, with Ricky Ray that's and right. a lot of our... Jared Turner, not Jared Freeze. Oh, you're right. Friend right. of the program who uh, had a few comments about us talking about Southern Charm, so... I will I will send him a link to where he can find it on the Bravo app, which, yes, that's on my TV as well. That's for another time. All right. Thanks, Evan. For Evan, I'm Chris. This is Camel Call Friday. Remember, Monday we are going to be having a special Camel Call Live. We'll have both head basketball coaches and a mascot in Santa Garb. Don't miss it. Have a great weekend, everybody.